<laughs> Hello and welcome to Prosecco Party Podcast. My name is Isabel, engineer by day and podcaster by night. And I, of course, am Lindy, serial entrepreneur and health enthusiast. And today we are talking all about traveling with Brittany Burton. And if that's not a Instagram worthy name, I don't know what it is. She's a travel <laughs> consultant and creator of Prosecco and Passports, a travel blog and Instagram page filled with useful travel tips, destinations, and beautiful vacation goal photos. Welcome to Prosecco Party Podcast, Brittany. Thanks for having me, ladies. Yes. Love the name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I know. And when you uh, announced your podcast, I was like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Alliteration too. Yeah. <laughs> and congrats on your new bundle of joy. Thank you. I can actually hear him screaming in the other room, so hopefully he doesn't get too loud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my husband's got him. It's fine. It's just, uh, I think he had a little bit too much mountain air the last few days. So. How old is he? Two months. Oh, that's very brand new. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you were very uh, adventurous for going traveling with the new one. Yeah, we had actually hoped to be further away even by now, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, at least we're just doing road trips, so it's um, easy to just kind of pack things in the car, but yeah, it's definitely different, like even kind of planning our days, but he's been a pretty good trooper like with even just doing hikes and that sort of thing he just sleeps the whole time and you know as long as I I feed him and change him he's he's actually been really good so we'll see yeah well Brittany you have kind of segued us very well into our girl talk over some virtual drinks cheers ladies cheers Cheers. I just have sparkling water and some lemon chic i wish this were a white wine but it's an apple juice because they still have to pump some breast milk later today so (laughs) what's your go-to um wine or like a it depends on the day like a good craft beer we're one that's one of the things we do when we travel too is we hit like local breweries or uh my husband's not as into wine so i'll maybe try to sneak in a vineyard or something in there some wine tasting but Usually like a good red, like um, this is a old vines in Pindel. <laughs> that sounds delish. So quickly tell us how your Canmore trip was before we get into the interview. Uh, it was great. We, so again, we found a deal because it was during the week. So um, we went up there, we did some hiking. We stayed at the recently renovated motel downtown. And so it's great with the baby because First of all, you don't have to interact with anyone when you check in. It was just like you get a code, you enter in, and then you've got a little table outside so you can enjoy your mountain view. But with the baby, we could like go walk around and then come back to the motel and just like let him sleep or kick around or whatever he needed to do. It was great. You know what? It's they really did a good job there. They've closed the main street to traffic, and so it's open just to pedestrians now, and you just feel so so much more relaxed because there's so much space to walk and everywhere's got an outdoor patio so you i don't know i I felt okay like going and having a drink but still being distanced from people and we actually met some of our friends there too um and they stayed in the same hotel and it was great because they were in the room next to us and so we could kind of be sitting outside and enjoying the mountain view and having a drink and 
but our, but then babies sleeping inside. So it was just, yeah, it was really awesome. It was nice to get away and just uh, appreciate. Normally in the summer we're traveling, we're actually the last four summers we've been in Europe. And uh, it's kind of nice to just appreciate what we have nearby without it being super overcrowded like it typically is in the Banff Canmore area. Yeah, COVID has been good for some things like yeah. that. We're forced to travel and explore like around our hometown or where we're living right now. And all the space, I don't mind giving people six feet, two meters of space in between um, us. And also all the patios that they're like opening, all the new patios. I know I was in Kelowna for July long weekend and they closed the main street, street also to open like patio mm. space. And it was so nice, but... This long weekend, we are not in Kelowna, are we, Lindy? What's no, new with you, Lindy? Friends, yep, all of our friends are in Kelowna. Um, I unfortunately have to work, and I'm still on my diet, so it kind of works out, because I know I'm probably drinking too much there. Yeah. Sure. Are you one of those moms that will go to the mountains, and you have, like, those crazy baby strollers that you can take hikes with and stuff? Yes. <laughs> We, we don't have like the chariot, you know, the one that can be like a bike trailer too. But we, when I bought the stroller, it was like intended for hikes or for my husband. I'm not much of a runner, but for him to run with the baby when he's older. So it's got like a little shock system in the back. It's one of the Thule ones. So we didn't take it on hikes. We took it more on like, you know, the river pathway and stuff. But it's, we just did grassy lakes. But there were people pushing their strollers and their chariots like, straight up the incline and I I was having no part of that but <laughs> good for them I see that and I'm always thinking like that is extra intense <laughs> like I don't even go for hikes normally but to do it with a baby and a special like baby thing like that's <laughs> dedication so kudos yeah. <laughs> thanks is that gonna be you Isabel uh no <laughs> uh yeah our hiking seasons lasted like one summer and then we were over it. But I do have news. Did you know that you are talking to a published poet? Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, this is from like 2003. <laughs> and I was in the ninth grade and it was some like uh, competition, poetry competition. And our teacher made us enter it. So everybody, a whole bunch of people got into this book of like poems um including me so this has been published and wow. so yeah i'm totally gonna put that in my resume now um and i'm actually in my mom my parents house right now and they had this lying out and i was like i was looking for this so i would like to read you all an excerpt yes please of my mm -hmm. super deep extra poem <laughs> called thunder and lightning Ooh. Ooh. A plague of lurid clouds contaminate the sun-sparkled sky. Children desist frolicking and scurry home. I mean, like, what kind of... I was, way, I was taking school way too seriously in the ninth grade, let me tell you that. <laughs> that was intense. Yeah, wasn't it? Does, yeah. Doesn't it just, like, want you to listen more? <laughs> yeah. Good job, Isabel. I didn't know that you did that. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I have a new yeah. respect for you. We're going to have to do like poem nights and stuff with just you entertaining us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, before we get into the interview, let's go and talk about our sponsors. Ooh, We've got yeah. Jet Row Real Estate, your Calgary real estate agent buying or selling your home, thinking about investing in real estate, visit jetrow.com to get into, in touch with Jet. 
That's J-E-T-T-R-A-O.com. Get a free home evaluation and check out his videos to help you buy your first home. Check out jetrow.com for details. And the Skinny Spa right here in Calgary offers non-invasive fat loss solutions, including fat freezing and lipo laser. The price is starting at just $1.99. You know what? It's easier than ever to get that summer bod of your dreams. Book today, right now at theskinnyspa.ca. But that's our, there's enough about our sponsors. We are here to talk about traveling with our friend, Brittany. All right. So Brittany, where did you grow up and how did you get the travel bug? Uh, I grew up in Saskatchewan, actually. Um, and I actually didn't, don't think I got the travel bug until probably when I met my husband. Um, I had gone to Europe in university and I don't want to say forgot about it, but I went and I did a Habitat for Humanity trip um, as part of that. I got into teaching and just would do more like Canadian trips. But um, my girlfriend actually moved to London uh, years ago and I just wanted to go see her. And so we kind of planned a Europe trip around seeing her. And once we were there, it was like, okay, we're in, we love traveling together. We can travel together. And we just decided that that was kind of our thing that we wanted to um, see and do as much as possible and um, learn about different countries. We're both teachers. So we find ourselves like, learning as we're traveling, but yeah, it was probably, I could probably give a shout out to my friend, Rachel, moving to London to really giving me the travel bug that was five years ago, I think, so. Traveling, I think, is exciting to everyone. Um, so, I guess, any tips for people who would maybe like to start a travel blog? So, I'm, I'm, I'm admittedly not the best at recording everything we do, but um, I think the best way, the, the, the best tip I have is to use it almost like a journal like your travel journal. So it's like, as you're doing things, like keeping track, I know I have a couple friends who keep track in their phone, but I like to keep track on a, like in a notebook. I just like the physical writing process and then, uh, and then turning those experiences that I write into a blog and then adding the pictures along with it. So, I mean, I think you have to already be traveling or like somebody who is traveling or likes to travel to be able to share your experiences on there. And I don't think you have to be somebody who travels all the time, but it's kind of like, you know, your poetry, Isabel. It's like you, you turn it into, you, like people want to read those experiences and, and like the poetic experience, right? Like they don't want to just see like day one, we did this. Day two, we did this. They want to live through your pictures and they want to live through the story. And so you, you kind of have to find your own voice with it as as enticing as blogs can be it can be an easier way to start the the blogging process is just within instagram itself and i think that's kind of the biggest place for travel because of pictures can go so viral and you and people you know just use the hashtags and they use the location finder so that's almost a place to start even is just within instagram itself yeah, it's interesting how the blogging world has changed from act people actually writing out very, very long blogs yep. in their own domain name or WordPress or blog Blogspot. I don't even know if Blogspot is available anymore. Um, probably is. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, 
I, yeah, I have no idea, but how everybody has transitioned into Instagram and kind of blogging through there. And that's a really good idea with using the comments because Instagram only allows you to have so many characters in the caption yeah. and then you can always continue in the comments. So that's, yeah. that's good. And it's very visual and it's all about storytelling, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Mm -hmm. Speaking about Instagram, you documented your 12 months of travel. That's intense. <laughs> Where did you go? How did you fund it? You, what was your favorite country? Give us all the details. <laughs> so it actually ended up being 14 months because as I said earlier, we're, we're teachers. So it was kind of the start of one summer to the end of the next summer. Um, so we actually did it as a sabbatical leave. So we were taking um, masters or courses towards our master's degree while we were doing it. And one of the really awesome benefits of it is we were paid 70% of our salary. So um, we were paid partially. We rented out our house while we were gone and uh, we saved up. And then admittedly, we did have like a line of credit because of, we were paying our tuition at the same time too. So it was kind of a combination of being paid, of expertise with budgeting and uh, then renting our place and having a small line of credit available when we needed it. Um, but we really knew the first few places we wanted to go. And so one of the things we did, we signed up for a course through the University of Saskatchewan and it was in Ireland. So it was with a group, it was with a professor and a group of students. And we went over to Ireland for, for two weeks and learned all about Irish culture and the education system. And it was really great, but that kind of kicked off our, our travels for the 12, 14 months. And then from there, we, it was all about looking at a map and going, where do we want to go and how do we make this work? And instead of jumping all around the world, sort of planning it so we would be in certain places and there's a lot of planning around it because some places only let you stay for 30 days. Some places like Europe, you've got 90 days in the EU. Um, some places you need visas like for India and other places. So um, we ended up, I think at the end of the 14 months in 33 different countries uh, over that time. I mean, some of them were in Europe where you're kind of hopping around a bit. So you hit a few very quickly, but yeah, so um, we did a lot of Europe, we did the Caribbean, we did um, India, Oman, um, and we did Morocco, and Hawaii, and all over the states, so we were kind of all over the world in, the, in that time period. Um, what would you say is your one favorite country? That's all, you know what, people ask us that all the time, and I think that it's really difficult to answer, but because there's so many that are so different. Like, for example, we loved India, but I would have difficulty recommending going to India, you know, on your own, because we were there with tour guides that took us into their homes and took us to their favorite spots. And it was just such a beautiful culture, so different from here. But it would be difficult for me to say like, yes, you guys should go to India because you wouldn't have that same experience. Um, I think one of my favorites would be Grenada in uh, the Caribbean. It was one of the most beautiful places we've ever been. It was really laid back um, and surprisingly, it's still, it's underrated. I think it's really just some cruise ships go there. WestJet doesn't even fly there. So it's, it's still a pretty quiet tourist destination unless there's a cruise ship there. So it was just 
kind of cool to stay by the beach and we would paddleboard and um then hike and did some touring and but it was like a kind of that underrated caribbean destination that was really beautiful i, I would say that was one of my favorites and we were we lived we say we lived in san diego for three months and that's still one of my favorite places when you live by the beach down there that's got to be one of my favorite places in the world to be so all of these locations like you obviously need a lot of stuff to be away from home for that long so do you have any tips on traveling light especially now with the baby uh so we only took these very i would say small backpacks like they they're called um e-bags is the brand um they are basically they're carry-on size so we only took carry-ons with us and it was kind of it was almost life-changing to realize that you can live with just that because it was for the whole year we had only our backpacks and um then we got home and realized that you don't need so many clothes you know i know not everybody agrees but we do kind of capsule wardrobe um when we're planning so a lot of mix and match things so you know every top has to match with every bottom because otherwise if you're packing like you know this top only goes with this bottom and that's it and you're doing that every time of course you need a massive suitcase so we did a lot of planning beforehand you know like a color palette pinterest is great for that pinterest has tons of inspiration for capsule wardrobes um especially like really beautiful european ones you know with the like the breton tops and the not pastel but like the chambray shirts and that sort of thing and so i, I used pinterest for a lot of inspiration my husband i just kind of said here's what you're taking with you and you can add in some of your other you know shirts with logos and stuff on it but uh if that's and that's what i'm actually doing with baby as well is i've gone through and made like a little capsule wardrobe so it's like here's a bunch of onesies and a bunch of pants and a bunch of shirts sweaters but they all are in the same color palette and fair i'll probably have to pack more for him because blowouts whatever but we always plan some time to do laundry somewhere too so when we were gone for so long some places we stayed for extended periods of time, you know, a month or three weeks, and we would have like, a, we'd find a laundry service or we'd do it ourselves, whatever. Um, and sometimes where we stayed actually had laundry in it, or I try to plan it that way, find an Airbnb that had laundry, but that's kind of the key. If you're going for, let's say you're doing a Europe vacation or a backpacking trip for three weeks or a month or whatever, one summer, it's capsule wardrobe, and then you got to find somewhere to do laundry. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely brought a an empty suitcase just so that I can go shopping and fill it up with all my new stuff. And that would have been really, the capsule wardrobe thing would have been really helpful for like our trip, say, Lindy. I mean, I remember, I think, going to Miami and I had, a, oh, and even Vegas. I had an outfit for like two outfits a day, day outfit, night outfit different shoes for each like completely they do they did not match with like other things in the wardrobe but completely new outfits our friend Sasha had like a whole suitcase just of shoes yeah <laughs> it was a little crazy but uh she ended up always looking matched and good yeah I mean you know to each their own I know a capsule wardrobe isn't for everyone but when we're talking like packing light that's absolutely and you gotta but you gotta plan ahead like you gotta lay everything out and you gotta be like you know, cutthroat. This doesn't actually go. Despite me loving it, it doesn't go with the other things. It's got to go. When you, if you want to pack light and you want to only use a carry-on and save, that was one of the keys is when we're flying through Europe, you can get $50 flight 
but the bag's going to cost you $50 to check. And so if we're, we were doing that frequently while we're, you know, on a budget, then you quickly, between the two of us, that money adds up. So we only, when you're only packing a carry-on, it makes it a lot easier too. Okay, so our little Miss Lindy is getting married this year. Hopefully, oh my gosh, if COVID doesn't interrupt anything, eh, Lindy? Yeah, we'll see. Just crossing our fingers here day by day. Then she's going to do a honeymoon, hopefully in Europe. So can you give us just one romantic destination that maybe she could go to? In Europe? Um... Italy or like French countryside, like with a little bit of Paris in there, like you, you just can't beat it. Like Tuscany or like Provence or even Northern France. Um, we went for our one year anniversary, we were, anniversary we were in Paris and it was like, you just, you can't beat it. It's, it doesn't, I know people are like, oh, it's so cliche, but it's like you've got the Eiffel Tower and you can have a picnic and then like every place is just cozy and romantic and that's with Italy too you know you go to Florence I, I love Florence but that's kind of the center of Tuscany but every restaurant is just so tiny is small and you're sitting there under candlelight and you could also if you're interested like depending on if it's summer like heat of summer I would go somewhere like along the coast like the Tuscan coast um we did a Malfi, but it gets so crazy busy. It's romantic and amazing there, but Tuscany should be on your list for sure. Okay, <laughs> good to know. I'll definitely try to check those out. Those would be very Instagram worthy, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And you actually have a really interesting IG post on how to travel greener um, since planes are the worst for environment. So can you share some ways we could all travel greener? And did you actually use the menstrual cup? Yeah, actually, that's all I use now. Um, I don't even, like, that's what I use even at home. And I w wish I had found it sooner, the, the menstrual cup. Like, the idea of it sounds really gross, but it's it's not. It really isn't, it's, and it's easy. It's, like, it's no different than a tampon, really. Like, you gotta, you kind of have to figure out, like, the, like, fidget with it to make sure it's in the right spot. But, like, you change, you can change it, like, twice a day, and that's it. And you don't have to worry about it. Other, you know, whereas pads or tampons, you definitely do. And some countries, like India, Morocco, it's impossible to find pads and tampons. So you may have to bring, you know, a big box with you, or you can bring your little cup. Um, as for traveling greener, I think choosing like locally run hotels or um, bed and breakfast and that sort of thing where the money all stays right there. It doesn't seem necessarily like a greener way to do it, but it's not like a big corporation who, you know, doesn't necessarily care about the local environment if you're staying at a big chain hotel. Whereas if you stay locally, they, especially in, you know, European countries, they usually are more respectful of, of their practices related to the environment there. Um, but again, with packing, um, it's things that you can reuse. So your menstrual cup, um, limiting your disposable products by like bars of soap, um, shampoo and conditioner bars, which you can buy all over the place using, you know, a reusable water bottle rather than going to the, you know, shop and picking up water. Again, in India, you can't drink the local water, so you're going to have to uh, use a big bottle from the store. But those kinds of things, it, it seems like it doesn't make an impact, but if you imagine like in Italy where they get millions of tourists every year, if everybody brought their own water bottle and everybody, you know, didn't use single-use bars or single-use 
plastics and that sort of thing, it would decrease the impact on the environment significantly. And I totally agree with the water bottle. And I even bring on my business trips uh, thermos for mm -hmm. coffee and anything yes. hot or even cold because one, you're, you're not disposing of a cup every time. And two, it actually keeps your coffee hot for a very, very long time. So I can yeah. keep the same cup of coffee for the entire day at uh, wherever I'm going traveling. Yeah. And That's I don't have to spend like $4 on a smart water at the airport convenience exactly. store. Exactly. That actually reminded me, we got these cool cups, they're called Stojo cups and they collapse. So they're, they look like a Starbucks cup, but they collapse and they fit like the size of the lid. And so you can throw it in your purse or in your backpack. So we take those traveling with us too. Um, Cause you, I mean, now, I don't know, with, with if they're taking reusables at coffee shops yet, but it, it was a great way. Like when we were in San Diego for spring break last year for 10 days, we didn't use one disposable coffee cup, but we went out to support some of the local coffee shops every day and we would just use this cup. And it's easy because even if you're walking around when it's done, you just collapse it and you take it with you. I had to ask about the menstrual cup because <laughs> I just, I, I do not understand the logistics and yeah. I... Honestly, it's a game changer. I would highly recommend, like, just for your, like, you don't have to go buy tampons, just like on a regular basis that you don't have to think about it. And it really does work. It really is not any harder than, and I was terrified of it. I avoided it for a long time. Highly recommend. I've actually used it before and it goes in very easily. Yeah. Um, I've had, you can't really feel it when it's in and yeah. It comes out easily, and yeah, I feel like it's a great alternative to tampons. Yeah, I think so, there's lots of different brands that are slightly different shapes, so you kind of have to figure out one like that works for you. Um, I use one; it's called like the Salt Cup, and they're I think they're awesome. Yeah, my I'm mind is blown. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to consider it. Try it out. I'll let you know how it goes in our next uh, Catch Up Girl Talk podcast. Guess what I bought? <laughs> um, so travel credit card recommendations or airline points recommendations. Do you have any uh, which are good? I know I use both the WestJet credit card mm -hmm. and the RBC Avion. They've been pretty good so far, but yeah. yeah. In Canada, where it's a little bit unfortunate because we don't, like the States has some amazing cards where they might have a higher fee up front, but you get like crazy benefits. Um, I would, the, the biggest tip I have, which has helped us to fund like some free flights and stuff is, is you being consistent with the one that you use. Um, so we use the Western card because of the companion voucher. And so we use it, we've used it mostly within Canada because my husband's family is from Nova Scotia. So when, when we want to go up there, we use the voucher and it, it saves a lot. Um, and it's generally a better value to use your voucher within Canada because it's only $99, whereas Europe's $399. Um, but the consistency is key. I used to recommend an air miles card, but um, like, so we would use our air miles uh, world elite card to buy groceries and then we'd go on the Sobeys bonus days, but they don't really do those anymore. And so I don't find it as uh, of value. Both of those are great because they give you travel insurance as well, which is huge. Um, like most people don't have it outside of it. And especially, you know, now when you realize something like COVID could happen and you could have hundreds of thousand dollars worth of medical bills, um, that it's important to have that. And, you know, with, with the WestJet card, you're earning the points 
towards flights that you're probably already taking. Um, and because you don't then need to have the exact number of points for a flight, you can just apply the dollars. Um, the Avion one is good though. I don't have that one, but I have some friends who just love that one. Um, again, if you, I would use one or the other consistently because you're gonna rack up the points faster. And if people are wanting to apply for one, I would just wait until there's always gonna be bonuses offered. You know, the sign up one, like even WestJet, it used to be $250 bonus. And just recently they upped it to $350 bonus when you sign up. Um, so, and there's a few people you can follow. Um, one's called the points guy. And he just has some sneaky little hacks with the, like picking up different cards that you can convert to the same points. Yeah. I think all of us have some points and credits that we were itching to use up, but obviously yeah. now we can't travel abroad. So do you have any Canadian destination recommendations? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, my husband's from Nova Scotia. That is one of the most beautiful places in Canada. Uh, the unfortunate thing is for some reason, it's as expensive to get out there as it is to go to Europe. Like we, we have gone to Europe from Calgary for cheaper than it is to go visit his family in Nova Scotia. But once you're there, everything's cheaper than it would be in Alberta. Um, so Cape Breton Island, the Cabot Trail is gorgeous. They have little, you know, little bed and breakfast, little cabins, and it's just like the beautiful cliffs and the ocean and the water is a little bit warmer there. So you could go swimming if you were up for it. They have beautiful beaches and like seafood and that maritime history but um within alberta our, one of our favorite places which is no longer as much a hidden gem as jasper um but that icefields parkway from lake louise up to jasper that drive itself is gorgeous and you can camp along the way and there's so many like viewpoints and i think for albertans or people from bc or even saskatchewan this is the summer to get to the mountains especially if you can go midweek because there's no big tour buses. There's no, we call them like zombie tourists hordes where you're walking down and it's just like they descend upon you as you're trying to, you know, walk down Banff Ave. Um, I mean, Banff is a little bit, again, cliche, but if, you, if you've never been, like this is the summer to go. Yeah, it's so nice to take advantage of what we have locally yeah. and it's actually forcing us to really appreciate um, yeah. just around our city. Yeah, you really just, if you take that moment to sort of soak it all in and go like, we are so fortunate to live close to this and to have the opportunity to almost be forced to appreciate it. Because like I said, normally we'd spend um, you know, two weeks in Nova Scotia and probably two or three weeks in Europe in the summer. And now we can't. So, so I can finally appreciate what I've got here. <laughs> so what is your ultimate number one travel hack? It's you got to plan ahead. And I mean, that's silly, but you got to take the time to look through multiple sites. For example, when we go to, went to Canmore, I was looking on the hotel website and the hotel price was like $170 for the night. And then I went on Expedia and it was $130 for the night. And so it's, 
kind of annoying, but you have to take the time. If you want to save money and you want to get like a better value for your money, it's just, com just price compare. You can go on sites like TripAdvisor. You see those like that, you know, the Travago man, the cheesy guy with like the, yeah. And he, but they're right. Like you, you need to price compare a little bit because you're going to get such value. Like you can get so much more value for your money um, if you do that. But it's uh it's about planning ahead and like when we were doing that those 12 months i it's you know okay we're gonna go here 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 what day is the cheapest in this place because um for example airbnb versus hotel so you might be able to get really cheap airbnbs in uh let's say we stayed in like estonia really cheap airbnbs but hotels are atrociously expensive but in some other places hotels are really cheap and Airbnbs are very expensive. So it's, it's just using all the resources. We're so fortunate to have the internet with like this thora of, of information available to us and different websites offering, offering you different deals. Good tip. Yes, very good tip. And I guess the most important question, our last question, uh, where can we all find you online to learn more? So um, the, my website is under construction at the moment because we can't just be Prosecco and Passports now that there's a baby involved. So we're, we're undergoing a little revamp there. But uh, the main place that I am right now is Instagram and it's just Prosecco and Passports is the, the link there. Um, same thing, every, like Pinterest and everything is the same. That's great. And that is our show for today. Thank you all for tuning in to Prosecco Party Podcast. And thank you, Brittany, for being on our show. Thank yes. you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks, Britt. And make sure to check out Brittany online. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prosecco Party Podcast. And follow us personally on Instagram, Lindy at Miss Health Nut and Isabel at Isabel Valoria. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. And remember, life is short, so join the party. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.